Good Wednesday morning, an American citizen taken into custody in Russia. Adding detentions already high. It's February 21st. Good morning. This is today. Behind bars, an American ballerina detained in Russia, accused by Putin's government of treason. Her family speaking out this morning. If we do not help her, so she will spend the rest of her life in jail. The White House now warning all Americans to leave Russia immediately and promising to hit Moscow with new sanctions over the death of Alexei Navalny, the very latest ahead. Showdown, Donald Trump and Nikki Haley barnstorming South Carolina with the next Republican primary just days away. Haley vowing to stay in the race, win or lose. I'm not going anywhere. The latest from the campaign trail and the new legal blow to House Republicans pushing to impeach President Biden. Florida Beach tragedy. A little girl killed, her brother hospitalized after the hole they were digging suddenly collapsed. Bystanders trying desperately to save them inside that frantic rescue effort and what we're learning about the boy's condition this morning. In court, the first trial in that deadly Rust movie set shooting getting underway today. We'll have the latest and the potential impact on the case against Alec Baldwin. All that plus going up. A major airline increasing baggage fees ahead of the busy spring break season. What it means for your vacation and if other airlines will do the same. And Philadelphia Freedom. Yes, that is a horse galloping alongside drivers on one of the nation's busiest roads. The wild video and how they finally corralled him today, Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on a Wednesday morning. That was odd. That was very strange to see that horse galloping down, what, I-95? Yeah, just outside Philly. Uh Appears to be in the HOV lane. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll tell you how that all ended. It's Uh a happy ending. Uh But first, our top story. We've got the latest on that American citizen detained in Russia. Yeah, she's a 33-year-old Russian ballerina who became a dual U.S. citizen back in 2021. And this morning, she is being held in Russia on suspicion of treason after she raised funds to support Ukraine. Well, this has prompted a top U.S. official to tell Americans in Russia, quote, you ought to leave right now. And it follows an announced plan by the Biden administration to bring new sanctions against the country over the death of Alexei Navalny, Russia opposition leader, a death that has quickly become a focal point in the 2024 presidential race. Got it covered this morning. We'll start with NBC's Richard Engel. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. Russia appears to be very confident these days, accused of executing Alexei Navalny, now arresting this American dual national, and here in Ukraine, intensifying its military offensive. This morning, another American citizen is in custody in Russia. Ksenia Karolina, a 33-year-old ballerina who lived in Los Angeles, is a Russian-American dual national. She was detained on suspicion of treason for allegedly donating money to support Ukraine. The White House now issuing a warning to all Americans in Russia. If you're a U.S. citizen, uh, including a dual national, uh, residing in or traveling uh, in Russia, you ought to leave right now. Russia's Federal Security Service released this video, apparently showing Karolina being led into a courtroom 
where a judge denied her bail. She is not safe there, and if we do not help her, so she will spend the rest of her life in jail. As the U.S. works to respond, President Biden says he will bring new sanctions against Russia after the death of Vladimir Putin's most outspoken critic, Alexei Navalny. I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. But Russia is already under sanctions, which so far have had little impact, as Russia is shielded by China, continues to sell oil internationally, and is resupplied with weapons by Iran and North Korea. The U.S. says the sanctions are also designed to hold Russia accountable for the war in Ukraine, where Russian troops are flattening villages across the east as they advance. Russia launched new attacks overnight as Ukrainian defenders are stalled as they await weapons and ammunition blocked by Congress. Russia drove Ukrainian forces from the city of Avdivka last weekend. A witness tells NBC News as the Russians advanced, Ukrainian troops broke rank into chaos. A Ukrainian military spokesman this morning said some Ukrainians were captured or went missing. And the Biden administration isn't acting alone with sanctions. The EU just this morning announced new sanctions on nearly 200 Russian entities and individuals accused of helping Moscow procure weapons and kidnapping Ukrainian children. And the UK just sanctioned more individuals, several key leaders at that penal colony where Navalny died last week. Savannah, back to you. All right, Richard Engel in Ukraine for us. Thank you, Richard. Let's move now to the race for the White House with the Republican primary in South Carolina just three days away. The latest polls show Nikki Haley trailing Donald Trump in her home state by nearly 30 points. But win or lose, she is vowing to stay in the race. NBC's Garrett Hake has got it all covered for us. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda. Good morning to you. And yeah, look, the political math for Nikki Haley looks bad in South Carolina and even worse in the states that follow. But yesterday, she made clear that she's going to keep fighting. She says she has to warn her party that while Donald Trump may well win this primary, he would only lose to President Biden again. I refuse to quit. With South Carolina's Republican primary looming, Nikki Haley is vowing to fight on, even if she loses to former President Donald Trump on Saturday. I'm not going anywhere. I'm campaigning every day until the last person votes. The former U.N. ambassador is running 28 points behind Mr. Trump in her home state, according to a new poll of likely South Carolina voters. Despite the former president's dominance, Haley says Mr. Trump is the only candidate President Biden can defeat, pointing to unnamed Republicans who, she says, publicly embrace Mr. Trump even as they privately dread him. I feel no need to kiss the ring. I have no fear of Trump's retribution. Haley growing emotional, speaking about her husband, Michael, a National Guard officer deployed in Africa and a recent target of Mr. Trump's mockery. What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. I wish Michael was here today and I wish our children and I could see him tonight, but we can't. The former president on Fox News overnight attacking Haley. She's down by 30, 35 points. And everybody knows her. You're not supposed to lose your home state. Shouldn't happen anyway. And she's losing it big, big. I mean, really, uh, I said big lead. I don't think she knows how to get out, actually. 
both Haley and President Biden have assailed Mr. Trump for his refusal to condemn Vladimir Putin after the death of Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny in Russian custody. The former president is again invoking Navalny's death to score political points, alluding to his own legal problems. Navalny is a very sad situation. It's a horrible thing, but it's happening in our country, too. Uh, We are turning into a communist country in many ways. Asked whether he'd rather face Trump or Haley in the general election, President Biden brushing off the question. Oh, I don't care. In that same town hall last night, Mr. Trump was asked who might be on his vice presidential shortlist. Among the names he confirmed were three former rivals, including Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy, but with the lion's share of his praise for South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Scott, who ironically was first appointed to his post by Nikki Haley, has been a key voice for Trump in the last few weeks and has seen his star rise in Trump world accordingly. Hoda. All right, Garrett Hake for us there in D.C. Garrett, thank you. All right. This morning, we're also learning more about the arrest of that FBI informant tied to the Hunter Biden case. Prosecutors now revealing that informant was in contact with Russian intelligence officials. NBC's Capitol Hill correspondent Ryan Nobles joins us with more. Ryan, good morning. What's the latest? Yes, Savannah, good morning. Alexander Smirnov appeared yesterday in a Las Vegas federal court to face charges over allegedly lying to the FBI, particularly about claiming that Joe Biden accepted bribes to benefit Hunter's businesses. Now, it's a claim that's central to the impeachment probe and one often repeated by Republicans. But the bombshell came when David Weiss, that same special counsel who has charged Hunter Biden, alleged that Smirnov lied and that he admitted to working with Russian intelligence officials in Involved in passing on a story about Hunter Biden. Now, prosecutors allege the contacts were, quote, extensive and extremely recent, and that he's, quote, actively peddling new lies that could impact the U.S. elections. Meanwhile, overnight, Hunter Biden's attorney filing new court motions to dismiss the criminal tax related charges that he's facing, arguing that they are improper and that the prosecutors bowed to political pressure. We have reached out to the special counsel's office for comment, but at this point have not heard back. Savannah. So, Ryan, this informant was key to the House impeachment inquiry. uh, So we'll see what effect that has. But it goes on. And actually, President Biden's brother is set to testify behind closed doors today. Yeah, that's right, Savannah. We focused a lot of our attention on Hunter Biden, of course, the president's son. But House Republicans are equally as interested in James Biden's business dealings, the president's brother. They believe that James traded on his brother's name and landed lucrative business contracts that he would not otherwise have won if he were not related to Joe Biden. But they've yet to show any hard evidence that Joe Biden's role as a public official directly benefited James Biden's work or that the president was enriched by that work. And that's why Republicans are hoping that this interview will give their inquiry some momentum after being dealt a blow by that former FBI informant being charged about lying about Hunter and Joe Biden. And of course, in just one week, Hunter Biden himself is expected to sit down with the committee as well for a transcribed interview. Savannah. All right. Ryan Nobles on the Hill. Thank you. An out of control satellite is expected to crash back to Earth today. The European Space Agency says it is closely tracking the 5,000 pound satellite that's called ERS-2. It says there's no need to worry, though. Most of it will just burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. The agency said that some fragments could reach the planet's surface, but they will not contain any harmful substances and most likely will fall into the ocean. The exact time of the satellite's reentry remains unclear because of the unpredictability of solar activity. Authorities are investigating a tragic accident on a popular Florida beach. Two children were digging in the sand 
when it suddenly collapsed around them. A young girl was killed. Her brother is hospitalized this morning. And with spring break fast approaching, this is raising some serious alarms. NBC's Sam Brock in Lauderdale-by-the-Sea with the story this morning. Sam, good morning. Uh, Savannah, good morning. Emergency officials right now describing this as an unfathomable accident. As you said, two kids under the age of eight playing in the sand not far from where I'm standing, digging a hole, Savannah, about five to six feet deep. It collapsed and trapped them inside what appears to be dozens of bystanders trying to help, then fire and rescue crews. Still, they couldn't save that little girl's life. This morning, aerial images show the cavernous hole on a beach in Broward County, Florida, where a heartbreaking tragedy took place. There's reference to a child caught in a hole and by the High Noon Resort Hotel. Still receiving unknown age of the child, unknown if they're fully buried. Chaos unfolding in a place where many families vacation. After beachgoers witnessed two kids digging a hole, then getting pulled underneath the surface when the sand collapsed around them. Bystanders jumping in to help. There's about 20 people digging trying to find the child. This cell phone video shows the frantic efforts to save the young boy and girl before paramedics arrived and furiously began digging. Pompano Beach Fire Rescue says the two kids were both under the age of eight. The boy was rescued chest deep in sand and is in stable condition. His younger sister, buried beneath him, wasn't breathing when they reached her, and their efforts to resuscitate her failed. It's both a chilling and common beach emergency. Sand holes are by nature unstable, with walls that can easily collapse. A similar incident happened on the Jersey Shore only days ago, when parents said their two-year-old was playing, not even digging a hole, leading them to jump in when their child was pulled under. Could have been way, way worse. Way worse. Lifeguards issuing this warning. Had no idea how dangerous the holes could be until I started lifeguarding. Another batch of beach blocked off with yellow tape as spring break vacations now await families all over the country. Ideally, you do not want to be digging holes in the sand, but if you do, experts say, guys, that they should only go as deep as the smallest person in your group. Overnight, the American Lifeguard Association advocating for nationwide regulations on depth of holes to prevent more tragedies like this one. Savannah, back to you. All right, Sam Brock, thank you. Also this morning, it is still raining in parts of California. Another atmospheric river moving across the state, leading to new fears of even more flooding, more mudslides. It is one of the storms Al's watching for us. But first, NBC's Liz Kreutz is along the coast just outside of L.A. Liz, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. Yeah, it's still raining right now. L.A. has seen more than a foot of rain just this month. And the structural and the damage from this storm could be felt for days or in some cases where we are potentially years. This is a historic cliffside chapel, a famous wedding venue. It's been featured in TV shows like 90210 and the OC. It is now closed indefinitely because of structural damage from shifting land. With another wave of heavy rain drenching California, this morning, emergency crews working to repair damage from the storm. This funnel cloud seen over the foothills of nearby Santa Paula. While in the Bay Area, streets flooded in downtown San Francisco. Overnight, officials confirming flash floods near Santa Barbara killed a second person. From the sky, rescue crews have been working to save multiple people trapped in high waters near Paso Robles, while ground teams across the state are assessing collapsed roadways and clearing debris that's blocking traffic. 
Some communities are on the brink of disaster as foundations dissolve beneath houses built on hillsides, even causing some structures to collapse entirely. In this neighborhood near L.A., the storm is accelerating erosion. It started with a crack and then it started to sink. At this historic chapel near L.A., a slow-moving landslide is ripping the building apart, forcing church leaders to shut their doors indefinitely. The near-record downpours even creating an unlikely oasis in the desert. This lake forming at Death Valley National Park, which has seen more than double the annual rainfall over the last six months. Park officials say kayaking is now possible in the driest place in North America. Still, residents living near landslides fear the most devastating impact is yet to come. Is the storm making all this worse? Of course. It's not helping. And inside this chapel now, we're told these beautiful glass windows are at risk of shattering. The ground has moved so much. Come over here. You can see the massive cracks in the foundation. 175 weddings that are scheduled here have now been canceled. The hope is to retrofit and reopen. But Hoda, there is no guarantee. All right. They're really struggling out there. Liz Kreutz, Liz, thank you so much. Uh, 716, Mr. Roker, is the worst over there? Well, we are just about seeing the tail end of the worst. Right now, we have flash flood warnings in effect uh, much around Los Angeles County until 9 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Again, you can see this next round of rain coming in. Hopefully, that's kind of the toward the end of it. Now, we've got another system tomorrow that's going to be tracking out of the Midwest. It's going to bring rain and storms into the Ohio River Valley, some snow, light snow into the Northeast, into New England. Friday, we look at this just moving out. Showers will dampen the mid-Atlantic. We do look for a little snow in northern New England, the Great Lakes. The good news is rainfall amounts not that heavy, anywhere from a quarter of an inch to about a inch in the upper Ohio River Valley. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, uh, thank you. Still ahead, jury selection set to begin today in the first trial tied to that fatal shooting on the Rust movie set. Chloe Milas has been following that case for us. Hey, Chloe. Good morning, Hoda. New Mexico special prosecutors are going to try to prove over this two-week trial that Hannah Gutierrez-Reed is responsible for how a live bullet got to set. Savannah? All right, Chloe, thank you. Plus, your spring break and summer vacation is about to get a little more expensive, possibly. What you need to know about the airlines that are raising baggage fees and how you can avoid some of those hefty charges. Mm-hmm. But first, this is today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There we go, 7.30. Here's something you don't see every day. A horse 
running down in your old neighborhood, Chanel. I-95 in Philly. Are we in Philly here? Yeah, okay. alongside early morning commuters. They were just oh, headed to work, and there he was. Turns out somehow that horse escaped from a stable, wanted to go for a jog. Eventually, okay. uh, that horse took an exit. Police worked with its owner. They were able to corral the animal. He took the exit? He, he just kind of went off. <laughs> That's my smart star. horse. Yeah. You know, trying to go. All yeah. good. All Place good. To to go. All, right. all is well. Yeah, yeah. Right. happy to have well, you here. We have morning. <laughs> too. Busy half hour ahead. Starting with new developments in the Russ movie set shooting. Yeah, the first trial tied to the death of the film's cinematographer will get underway this morning. NBC's Chloe Malas has been following the story. Chloe, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. Jury selection begins today in Hannah Gutierrez Reed's trial and prosecution. Prosecutors are going to have to try to prove that she was responsible for how live bullets made their way into the prop gun, which ultimately killed Helena Hutchins. More than two years after the fatal shooting on the set of Rust, the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, will face criminal charges in court. The case centers on how a live round of ammunition found its way onto the film's set and into a prop gun used by actor Alec Baldwin, the bullet killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins and wounding director Joel Souza. I can't believe Alec Baldwin was holding the gun. Reed is charged with involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence for allegedly handing off a bag of cocaine to a friend after the shooting. She faces up to three years in prison if convicted on both counts. Reed's attorney, Jason Bowles, speaking to Savannah in 2021. Everything that she saw, she's heartbroken um, and, and she's just devastated by what's happened. Bowles now writing in a statement, Miss Gutierrez-Reed is ready for her day in court and looks forward to the full truth finally coming out. She is not guilty of the crimes charged against her. Hutchinson's widower Matthew telling Hoda in 2022. Every individual who touches a firearm has a responsibility for gun safety. Alec Baldwin, the star and producer of the film, is set to stand trial at some point as well. Last month, a grand jury indicted Baldwin on one count of involuntary manslaughter after a previous set of charges were dropped. His attorney saying after he was charged, we look forward to our day in court. Baldwin has repeatedly maintained he did not pull the trigger, but prosecutors aren't buying it. Well, I didn't pull the trigger. Someone is responsible for what happened. And I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. In a report commissioned by prosecutors over the summer, a forensics expert found the gun had not been modified and Baldwin would have had to have pulled the trigger. As for Gutierrez-Reed, it's unclear what evidence will be presented in court. But a source says video obtained exclusively by NBC News in November could be played for the jury. Prosecutors are also expected to introduce text messages they say show Gutierrez-Reed was using alcohol and drugs after work, including the night before the fatal shooting. The young armorer, the first member of the Russ crew to stand trial for a tragedy that has changed the film industry. Now, Gutierrez Reed's lawyer would not say if she's going to take the stand in her own defense, but we do know that the, that, that the trial is expected to take about two weeks, with several witnesses being called, including the first responders who responded to the shooting. Baldwin's trial is likely to begin sometime this summer. Mm-hmm. All right, Chloe, thank you. That sets us up for our senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett. Laura, good morning. Mm-hmm. So, Hi, guys. How do you assess the case against this armor? The case against Gutierrez Reed is compelling, primarily because the entire reason she's on set is to ensure gun safety. That was mm-hmm. the whole point of her job. Plus, prosecutors allege in this case that there was some drug use before the night of the shooting. And so they're saying she was essentially hungover. She wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. They have that against her in a way they do not have against Baldwin. And they get to say she only had one job in this case and she didn't do it. 
Well, it seems like uh, we're interested in this case a lot because of Alec Baldwin. Sure. And so let's let's say she gets convicted in this case. Mm-hmm. How would that impact Alec Baldwin's case? Well, his attorneys get a real strategic advantage, I think, by having her go first, right? They almost have a roadmap of prosecutors' whole case. Now, they're going to be different juries. They're different cases, different charges. But they at least get to see the strategy and where it's going. If she's not convicted, then I see it's really hard to imagine how Baldwin would ever be right. convicted. But you can imagine a scenario in which she's convicted because, again, she's the armor. She's the one in charge of gun safety, not him. Do you expect her to take the stand? Well, I think it's risky for her to take the stand. They get to cross-examine her on all of her behavior before the shooting. I think it's a it's a risky move, and you, there are not that many times, you know, where taking the stand actually works in somebody's favor, but it's always her right, and she could still do it if she wants to. And the, the question is, of course, how the live rounds got onto and the set. And we still don't have an answer to that. Mm-hmm. If you're a juror, don't you want to know the answer to yes. that? And if, you, if, you, if Baldwin can point to anybody else that mm-hmm. was not him, obviously, he didn't bring the rounds to the cell, I think that really helps his case. If he can say, I was told there was no live mm-hmm. round. I was told somebody was checking and somebody else was responsible right. for bringing the live rounds, not me. But no one's saying that she did it intentionally. It's criminal no. negligence is the issue. In exactly. And voluntary okay. manslaughter doesn't require intent. Okay. 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 Thank, you, Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. All right. Still ahead. We'll meet a young man who says the keto diet changed his life, not for the weight loss, but it's helped with his mental health, his story, and what doctors are now revealing about the connection between our minds and what we eat. But first, your spring break trip could be getting a little more expensive thanks to new higher airline fees. Tom Costello's on that one for us. Hey, Tom. Please don't shoot the messenger. But yes, your baggage fees are about to go up. It's going to start with American Airlines. Might others follow suit? We're going to have that story when we come back. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. This Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around I the mean, country. It is the twists, the turns, the With craziness. the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Murder. Break it down for us. Just You'll as get as fresh as insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the, the know and up yesterday. to date. So tell us what he said. It Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. We are back 7.30, not 7.40. Back mm-hmm. with In-Depth today. And this morning, a consumer travel alert. Guess what? Getting more expensive to fly. Yes, American Airlines just increased how much it charges for your luggage, and it's not alone. Yeah, NBC's Tom Costello. He covers aviation for us. Tom, the timing here, not great. Not great. And this, this is no coincidence. Airfares dropped in the last over the last 12 months. 
But guess what? American Airlines alone made a billion dollars just on luggage fees last year. So now they're raising fees. And that is just in time as families start booking and boarding their trips for spring break, which means you will pay more for your luggage. And don't forget, your luggage also goes round trip. Just in time for spring break and effective immediately, American Airlines is charging more to check luggage. $35 for the first check bag if in advance paid online. $40 of paying at the airport, up from the current $30 baggage fee. The second checked bag will cost $45, a $5 increase. American is also charging more for checked bags to Canada and Mexico. But passengers can avoid the luggage fees if they hold elite status with American's loyalty program, buy a premium class ticket, or use an American-branded credit card. So this definitely can impact not only just the average consumer wallet, but it really hits home for families that are traveling with multiple bags. And there's another change. Starting on May 1st, American says customers will only earn frequent flyer points if they buy tickets directly from American or a preferred online travel agency. In an email to customers, American says when you book directly with American, you enjoy the best possible travel experience. To check or not to check has been the debate for years. We'd now like to welcome any travelers with carry-ons that have no chance of fitting in the overhead compartment. (laughs) It'll fit. Oh, it'll fit. With many passengers packing everything into carry-ons. So will other airlines follow American in hiking luggage fees? Delta now charges $30 for the first bag. United charges $30 in advance. Alaska and JetBlue just raised their prices to $35. At Spirit, $44 is the cheapest fee, while bags still fly free on Southwest. The airline industry is a copycat industry where usually when you see one airline change of policy, you're likely to see other airlines do the same. As more and more passengers return to travel, airlines are really raking it in in terms of baggage fees and other fees. Okay, so Tom, you made a mention if you buy the more expensive ticket, you get the bags thrown in. Is that ever a good option for people? Listen, I think that everybody has to do the numbers and decide if it makes sense. Because keep in mind, airlines these days can and often do charge you more for legroom, for an aisle seat, a window seat, of course, for food, for for your luggage, for for Wi-Fi, all of that, right? Food and drinks. So you've got to decide at the end of the day, is it better to get a more expensive ticket where some of that is included? Or do you want to go with the cheapest, a la carte, if you will, and then keep adding on all the fees and... A lot of people on a budget, you know, they struggle with that. Yeah, that adds up. I was also concerned about the frequent flyer miles. So you don't get them if you book through another agency? That is what American is going to do, effective May 1st. They want you to book your ticket on their website. Otherwise, you won't get the frequent flyer points. Now, they are going to announce some a specified favorable or preferred travel outlets you can book through. But for the most part, they want you to book on their website. And if you don't, 
they're not going to give you the points. Sometimes the other ones are cheaper. Oh, I so you know. Go the cheapest. Exactly. Why? This makes me grouchy. Okay. Don't <laughs> shoot the messenger. We Don't won't. shoot the messenger. Oh, not your fault. We won't. They're going to start right. charging. Like, do you want a smile from the flight attendant? Four ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. All Thank right. You. Thank you, Tom. Mr. Roker, what's going on in this world? I had to actually use Apple Pay to actually get in the bathroom on one of the planes. It's just oh, wow. it's terrible. <laughs> They're just going too That's far. Next. Just too far. My gosh. Anyway, let's show you what we've got going on. Unfortunately, fire season now getting started. Uh, strong winds, low relative humidity, 3 million people from the four corners all the way down into Texas. We are looking at the risk of fire. In fact, uh, the fire threat, critical risk from Albuquerque, I should say Roswell, all the way down to Presidio with gusts of 50 miles per hour and low humidity. And we've got very warm temperatures. We could be looking at some record highs today. Look at this. Dallas going to be 80 degrees today. Amarillo, same thing. St. Louis up to 72. Chicago, you're 20. Five degrees warmer than usual today with a high of 62. Buffalo at 48. Tomorrow, that warmth moves to the east. Syracuse, 11 degrees warmer than average. Tulsa's going to be 68. Milwaukee, 13 degrees above at 49. We take a bit of a dip uh, over the weekend. Chicago by Saturday, you're down to 47. But look at Sunday, near 60 degrees. Cleveland, you're near 50 degrees on Sunday. St. Louis, you are looking at 70 degrees on Sunday. That is toasty. And that's your latest weather, guys. Thank you, Al. Coming up, the music history that Beyonce is making with her brand new sound. Mm. Carson will have that on Pop Start. Coming up, we got the story behind Taylor Swift's. This is the youngest Taylor fan you oh. could ever imagine. She was ready to arrive when mom was in the middle of enjoying Taylor's <laughs> concert. Oh, we'll have that story and a lot more coming up on Pop Start. <laughs> 